Puppet of the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is Popper of the People. I am Nate. With me is Peter. Hello. And Chris. Hi. And Shane. Hello. All right. How's everyone doing? It's awesome now. Have a good week. As well as one could assume. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is a second time recording. This is awesome. All right. Game got thrown off. Oh, well, you're going to have to edit that part out now. Oh, well, you're recording anyway, so we're good. Um, <laughs> all right, so basically, uh, not the news cycle at MTGO Strat is slow this week. Uh, basically, we got an article from Jason, the mind sculptor, about the new standard meta. He roughly goes over some shells of decks that are out there. Mono white, uh, mono blue... Model Black with uh, Shocker, Grey Merchant of Asphodel being a It's Model Black Devotion is what it is. <laughs> Model Black Devotion and Model Green. So we got that. It's a good article if you guys want to check it out. Uh, the one deck that looks the most interesting here, honest to me, is the Model Blue, just because like, it has less changes that actually need to be made. But Death Cult Rogue is back into the mix, so we'll see how long that lasts. Not long. <laughs> one drops a wall. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, there's that. Uh, and then we have just a bunch of videos of uh, people playing the Theros pre-release. It's Yay. just a montage of a bunch of uh, videos of pre-release play. Hey, and I'm Very on much. one too. I'm on the montage. Yeah. Nice. Uh, check it out. Does it have sweet montage music and everything? Uh, no. no. I mean, you can like plug in your iPod and listen to Eye of the Tiger while you watch me draft, because I draft a very sweet deck. <laughs> I'm Got kidding. It. It, it was, I'm kidding. It was actually pretty awful, but <laughs> but I too won so, with it. So whatever. Yeah. So if you wanna watch uh, watch Chris play his Theros pre-release and cuss and swear, I'm guessing because bad or no. Uh yeah, I was cussing and swearing because uh, my opponent <laughs> always had everything and I had uh, pretty much nothing. So yeah, if you want to hear a swear fest by Chris, uh, check it out. <laughs> But yeah, so that's really all there is. Uh, like uh, we said before, or that uh, the news cycle's just slow because people are just digging into the Theros cards now. It's per week. <laughs> it's per week, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, topic one, brew the month. Uh, I got a list. Chris got the list. Peter probably still doesn't have a list. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'll go over mine first, then Chris can go over his. And I'll uh, list, Chris basically got my list anyway, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, what what's my list? I, I took a different direction from what Chris took. I've got 20 lands in my deck. It's uh, five swamps, two Demir Aqueducts, 11 islands, one barren moor, and one lonely sandbar. I have eight, 16 creatures, six mold, or three mold drifters, three phantasmal bears, two stitch drakes, four mana wars, and four fume spitters. And I've got three agony warps, two mystical teachings. Four memory laps, one mana or one mana leak, three preordains, three thought scours, two undying evil, two duress, and four accumulated knowledge. Sideboard has one serrated arrows, two relic pro, relic of progen, progenitus, three Progenitus. Dead apes, whatever. One's one of the seven times you say it this episode, you will get it right. <laughs> one soul manipulation, three hydroblasts, two diabolic edicts, 
one Echoing Decay and one Duress. Basically, my deck is more of a Demir Tempo deck. I don't like Rune Snare and Rune Snag as much. So I decided to go with Memory Lapse. And as I was playing Memory Lapse, I still, my draw was kind of, still kind of slow for me. And, uh, so I wasn't being able to draw as much cards as I was hoping it would. And, uh, my opponents was still getting their, their spell I countered back through Memory Lapse. And I cut some cards out that weren't working and ended up adding Thought Scour because, uh, Basically, what I'd do is I'd memory lapse their big spell that they want to play, and then I would, at the end of turn, when they were completely done with their turn, I would thought scour, thought scour their uh, the card I put on top of their library, netting me a card, a, a free draw off of thought scour, which I want to say eight times out of ten got me exactly what I wanted or exactly what I needed to go further into the game. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, had one interaction of uh, taking out a, countering a Mur Enforcer, and then having the play, having a, having the player get smart and respond that he was attacking. He, he said, "That's fine. I'm going to attack in two turns anyway with it." And I'm like, "Okay," and then proceeded to thought scour right as countered, and he wasn't a fan. He didn't really like that because uh, I believe in that game he didn't get another Mur Enforcer for the rest of the game. <laughs> Seems really cute. So, so I'm gonna ask <laughs> it you. is really, it is really cute, but it worked, and uh, and most of the time it actually netted me a card I needed, so it wasn't horrible. Um, but that's about it. It's just really a tempo deck, and of course the Undying Evil meshes with Mana War and Fume Spitter and everything else in that list pretty much. The, the funny thing I did note, and I said this before, was uh, last October when we it was kind of our first. If you guys realize, we've been doing Brews of the Month for about a year now. Because I believe the first one was September, mid-September and October. And uh, we're kind of back to the same colors we started with <laughs> for Brews of the Month. Because you start out with the Demir deck to begin with. So I found that kind of interesting. But that's my list. Oh, man. Chris, what's yours? Well, I want to ask you about your list, Nate. Sure. Why are you running Phantasmal Bears instead of Delver Secrets? Because last time we did, like, I'm just going off of the, the original build of this deck was the original Brew of the Month we had before. I just continued with it. And uh, Delverus Seekers just wasn't doing enough when we originally built this deck. Yeah, just like last this time. Is, I think this wants to be, like, more of a control deck, and uh, yeah, Phantasmal Bears is awful That's, in control. They are. Alright, that's it. But the main reason why we did is because when we were doing the original and it did become more of a control deck, we didn't have the top deck shenanigans and we didn't have as many uh, instants or as what it could have been because we had more enchantment removal base because with dead weights. Yeah. I think we were having. Effect, infect was a big thing back then or something like that? I don't yeah. know. We had a reason for it. Yeah. It was so we had to just deal with. To raw dog flip it wasn't worth having it in there because all it was just a 1 1 half the time. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't worth it at that point. Yeah. I don't remember why the bear stuck in, <clears throat> stuck in there. The bear was like the champ. We were like swinging in and winning with it. <laughs> so the bear was, the bear was probably a relic of uh, Storm, you know. If you wanted to make sure that you could put people off of Storm for with memory lapses and mana leaks and stuff until you wanted yeah. to have some early pressure on, so the bears fit that billet. But yeah. like when I'm playing Delver now, I don't play bears in my deck anymore because they're just they're not worth it anymore. They're really they're helpful. Really... They're really helpful against Fissure, but. No, yeah. They're good now. 
Out of everything in this list, I do have to say I have had problems with the Phantasmal Bear. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what to replace it with, but everything else in the list has been pretty solid. Like uh, the, the <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I might try it again. I might try it again, but like I said, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, it was. It didn't fare well last time we used it. So, but I, but I have changed the other the spell list a little differently, so it might work now. Yeah. So that's that's a change. Uh, but like I said, the memory lapse thought scholar thing, regardless how cute it is, it actually has netted me cards I needed. So it, it did give me that extra draw that I needed at, at an opportune time. So that part has been working out quite well for me. The only thing I don't like about my list and I'm kind of sad about is the fact that uh, I only get two Undying Evils. <laughs> because uh, let me tell you, being able to block with a Mana War and then Undying Eviling it and bouncing something else is just fun. Well, the thing is you don't want to have more than two because if you end up doing that, First off, you can't undie on the same target you undie and yield before, just because yeah. there has to be one counter, and you don't want to get stuck with two of them in your hand with like no creatures on board. I know, I know that's you, sound, you don't have that many creatures, so it's a safe number where it's at. Yeah, and we had that problem. Remember, we had that problem of too many undying evils before. It's just I don't know. Just I, it, for me, undying evil is kind of a pet card. It's actually one of my favorite black cards. <laughs> so, but it's just kind of a thing for that. Just it's one of my favorite cards. But yeah, I know why there's only two in there. Just, I don't know. But yeah, that's about it. That's my list. Uh, Chris's is a lot different than mine. <laughs> yeah, mine is uh, like a mix of like Trinket and uh, Ghoul Razor Mono Black Control. It's kind of strange. But uh, yeah, using Trinket Land Base. Trinket, uh, it's four Demir Aqueducts, four Evolving Wilds, one Barrymore, one Bajuka Bog, one Island, 11 Swamps, three Kumbai Witches. Four Chittering Outs, four Ghoul Razors, three Mnemonic Walls, three Mole Drifters, and three Disfigure, two Tragic Slip, one Dead Weight, three Sign and Blood, four Geth's Verdict, two Grim Harvest, four Namely Inversion, three Ghostly Flicker. There's a couple little like minor changes that I've made to the deck, and that's I pick I'm borrowing some uh, Diabolic Edicts from uh, Cyrulean, so shout out to this guy. So the Geth's Verdict should be Diabolic Edicts, and then and the sideboard. I make the Devour Fleshes into uh, Geth's Verdicts instead. So this is 61 cards, and like I didn't even realize that until like I recently just started doing it. So I'm going to cut it down to 60. I'm not sure what I'm cutting exactly, but my guess is going to be the um, the Sign and Bloods. And yeah. So I'm cutting down the Sign and Bloods. I'm probably going to add another land, too, because I seem to get uh, really short on lands. And this deck always has something to do with its, with its mana, so... It's a flicker deck, so yeah, you always yeah. want to do something at the end of their turn. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna up the, I'm gonna up the land to count to 23. Probably cut the side and bloods entirely. And uh, what are you gonna replace? It? What are you, are you gonna replace like nothing but land with the side and bloods? Or you don't honestly need it because if you can start rolling flickering the uh, mall drifters, yeah. you're set for life. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and then you get enough card advantage with stuff with the ghoul razor nameless inversion tricks, so you can buy a lot of time with that. And in the side, uh, in the sideboard, we've got one fume spitter, two relic of progenitus, three wrench mines, three guess verdicts is what it's going to be. One kumbaya, which is okay. three crypt rats, and two spinning darkness. Cool. A lot of the sideboard is really meant to dealt with, uh, meant to deal with other control decks. Like a lot of the other control decks right now are running graveyard stuff, be it teachings or grim harvest or unearths and stuff. So relic of progenitus is meant to fight those. 
Mince Mines is also really good against any control deck not running artifacts, so as long as you're not... Yeah. But it's also pretty good against uh, mono-blue control, which, you know, relatively... Because, yeah, even if you, they do toss an artifact, it's, they're losing a... St- sp- ah. A Spire Golem. Spire Golem, yeah, which, is really which is huge value for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, then you got, like, Crypt Rats and Kumbai Witches to fight off, like, Delver or heavy creature decks... Uh, Spinning Darkness is also to fight off big creature decks, or, you know, very heavy creature decks regain you some life. Hey, I got a... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I got a question about the Kumbaya Witches. Uh, I've, I've, I've been talking to James, and he said the Kumbaya Witches have been glitching on him. Have you had any problem with the Kumbaya Witches glitching? Yeah, there's a, there's a glitch right now if, with, M- with MTGO, and I've submitted a bug report about it. It's uh, If Kumbaya Witches is the only creature on the battlefield, you can't use its tap ability to target your opponent. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, and you know they submitted a bug report. I mean, I submitted a bug report. They replied. They said we don't have an estimated time frame to fix this. It's like it's a really niche case, and there's very few situations where you actually even want to do that. Yeah, because uh, you know usually when you're playing these type of control decks, you don't want to ping yourself, but you just attack with it anyway. Yeah, I mean you could attack with it, but like a lot of the point of that was to leave the leave the witches untapped to have the threat of hey you can't play yeah. a Delver because. And bit, yeah, end of turn, just get that one extra damage in and go yeah. ahead, whatever you need to with it. Yeah. Like, the deck is always, it seems like it's always too slow for me, and I'm not sure how really to, uh, to deal with that. I get run over by things like White Weenie, and, um, yeah, White Weenie's really the big one. It's like, I didn't realize just how resilient that deck is. Cause I've never had, to, I've never had to fight it in this, cause it's just never been a thing. Since I've started playing, because White Wing has the best, me- best mathematical formula for things. <laughs> no matter what the current board set is, the answer is always to play more creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, and having them lose their hand is a benefit anyway because uh, they're 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 trying to empty their hand as quickly as possible anyway. So yeah, and I'll <laughs> talk about that more. I mean, get to what, what have you been playing? Because well, it looks like a pretty cool day, pretty cool list. It's uh pretty interesting, I guess. When I was messing around with it, again, I was having the same problem. It was just really slow. I mean, it's just being able to be able to start getting everything off. It just takes forever because it's slow. Have you thought about possibly throwing the artifact lands in there and doing the the search thing? Well, yeah, I mean, I could, but I really wanted to go like just a different direction. I wanted to like some of the restrictions. You didn't want to just be playing blue black trinket. <laughs> yeah, some of the restrictions I set okay. for myself were I don't want to play trinket and I don't want to play teachings. Now, uh, the teachings might be necessary. I, I think that, uh, you know, if you want to run things like Ghostly Flicker and Aimless Inversion, uh, yeah. and stuff like that, I think teachings is sort of necessary, but, like, I just wanted to have, like, a hardcore creature control deck that has a game that other control decks can't beat. Okay. Once you get it online. Yeah. And if I, it feels like if I threw teachings in there, it would be, eh, I don't know. Maybe, it would probably be doing effectively the same thing. And Trinket would be doing effectively the same thing, but uh, I really just wanted the, the control deck to beat other control decks. And, you know, a lot of the times, too, when I'm playing uh, as a control deck, I'll play this, and it's like I have I feel like I have control, and then, you know, they do something. They play a Guardian of the Guild pack, and they get themselves back in the game. It's like, I don't want that, yeah. I want that to happen with this deck. I want to be able to, you know, once I have the game locked down, you are not winning, period, end of story. There's nothing you can do to get out of it. Flashbang Marauder's not common, is it? What is that? Flashbang Marauder? I have no idea what that is. It's the mass <laughs> edict creature. Yeah, I think that's uncommon. Because, yeah, like the only way of getting around Guardian is either 
by edicting them or vice versa, something like what that. What about what about Agony Warp? Agony Warp does hit it. Agony Warp does hit it, and I haven't uh, hadn't considered Agony Warp in the deck, but that's a definitely definite consideration over some of the one drop removals that I have in here. And you can usually get a two for one out of the thing, so yeah, it's not yeah. a bad choice usually. Yep. Um, so I've been mostly working on uh, a different form of control though this week. What what you been playing, Chris? Mono black control with gray merchants. Nice. Yeah, How's that working? Uh, doing pretty good with it. Done uh, two three ones and two two twos. So the deck is very solid. I don't have a list up because they didn't post it, but. Um, well, we got a list that we're going to talk about in the metagame, so... <laughs> There's actually, yeah, someone who's actually playing the list with the uh, Grey Merchants of Asphodel. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Shaco, whatever, 4 Yep. Mine is uh, mine's less focused on the uh, Grey Merchant. Devotion. Yeah, on the Grey Merchant stuff. I, I still have a lot of devotion, but... Let me find Shaco's list. Well, Mono Black in itself, because it utilizes all the double black cards originally, just because with Kumbaj, which is Jirain uh, Rats... Yeah. Uh, Merchant itself, I guess, too. They all have double black mana in their symbol, so he just added a couple more cards where it seemed like, well, we just want to make sure we have the double blacks in each of our creatures. So it's basically, you take damage equal to twice the number of creatures I have in play. Yeah. Um, With Oubliette being played. Yeah, I think Oubliette's <laughs> too cute, but it's three mana, sorcery speed, nah. I don't play that. But yeah, this uh, Shaco's <laughs> list runs corrupts. I don't run corrupts. Um... You don't need to at that point. You have freaking the merchant for everything. No, I've. Uh, yeah, I think he's just trying to get the extra value out of it because he's running nothing but swamps. Yeah, my list is much more of like a mix oh. between like sneak attack kids list and. Uh, so you're playing like the cycle lands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, like, fair think, enough. I think sneak attack kids list has like the best mana base of all gray decks. Like you never find you're almost never screwed on mana with that deck. No. Um, Not really. <laughs> You know, the removal package is pretty much the same and everything else like that. I'm just running uh, Grey Merchants instead of the Okiba Gangs, and I move yeah. Okiba Gangs to the side. Uh, because Fair <clears throat> point. You know, Okiba Gangs are better against control, but the Grey Merchants can get you back into games that you are... There's no way you're winning, that you're supposed to win. Yeah. Uh, and I did that a few times, specifically against Delver, is really where, like, these Grey Merchants are just insane. You wouldn't think they would be that great, but... You know, here I am sitting at, like, you know, three life or whatever. He has a flip Delver yeah. and Spire Golem on the table, and I'm like, how am I going to get through? And then I draw a Grey Merchant, and I do a 14-point life swing. You know, because I've got a couple <laughs> chittering, la- chittering rats on the table or something like that. And all of a sudden, he's at, like, three, and I'm at 14. And it's like, that was uh, that was amazing. And on top of that, you're getting a 2-4 body. Yeah. I mean, 2-4, uh, historically in Popper, 2-4s... Four toughness is hard to kill. <laughs> yeah, four toughness is just hard to kill. Oh, somebody said something like uh, two four. Who would think two uh, two four and pop and poppers like progenitus? Because <laughs> nobody nobody can attack past it. Yeah, uh, it's just a creature that sits there and has to be dealt with. Yeah. So if you look on uh, the Magic Gathering Shot YouTube channel, I've got a couple of uh, I did two dailies that I posted that I recorded and did videos of play, of me playing the mono black control list, including like the deck tech. Yeah, I went over with it, and nothing's changed yeah, really. It's... With uh, still been playing the same list. I did two two today because I played against uh, White Weenie. Crushed me twice, and it was just so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, what always what always ended up happening was 
You're right. I have I have control of the board up stabilized or whatever, and then he like he goes top deck squadron hawk. I'm like crap. We'll not have to deal with all these stupid. That's squadron an instant hawk. board state for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like top deck squadron hawk, and then I'm like okay, well I deal with all the squadron hawks over the next few turns, and he's like top deck guarding the guild pack. Well, crap. Now I have to oh, dig for a freaking for a verdict. <laughs> and he's like uh, top deck like loyal Kathar, and now I have to use two removal spells to kill that thing. I'm like God, this is so annoying. <laughs> all the while he's got like three bone splitters on the table, so everything That's I have funny. I have is. You know, I have to chump block until I can deal with it. <laughs> so even if you do land Merchant, he ain't going to do you a whole lot because he got nothing on the yeah. board to s- sustain the devotion. <laughs> yeah, so that's always what ended up happening to me is, like, the, the White Weenie decks just overran me and I went 2-2. But I beat Stompy and... What else did I beat? Oh, I can't remember what else I beat now. That's crazy. Oh, Rebels. <laughs> Somebody was running Rebels to <laughs> beat that. Because, you know, you get a, you get a Kumbai <laughs> Witches on the table against Rebels and they just lose. On the spot, yeah. right there. There's nothing to do about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they can they can throw out the rebels. They can search for more rebels, but the kumbaya witches just kills them every turn. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. A lot of mono black control playing, and uh, I also did yeah. a premiere event of M14, which is also on the channel. Uh, I went four two in the premiere event, top sixteen. Nice. Uh, opened Archangel of Thune, cool. Archangel of Thune in my in my uh, pool. So, I, although I didn't play white at all, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, it's it, it's good tickets, right? Yeah, it was like uh, eighteen or something. Is what I sold it for. It's not a bad little profit margin, right there. Yeah. No. Oh, and I played the uh, league, the MTGO Academy, uh, like showcase thing that they had. So we did. Uh, it was Just Sins League. I don't know if you guys have read at all about this. Let's we'll see if I can. No, I haven't yet. Let's see if I can't find an article. The article about it. But it's pretty cool. Basically what it is is um, you get a team of three people and uh, you fight against another pe- another team of three people and mm. you choose one person to represent like you start with, right? And in this case it was uh, me, Dan, and uh, JPH Snake were teamed up against Sneak Attack Not Kid. Not a bad team right there. <laughs> yeah. Or teamed up against Sneak Attack Kid, Splashing Black, and Avery61. Yeah. And uh, so they chose Sneak Attack Kid for their first player, and we chose JPH Snake. So then those two people uh, dueled it out, and the winner moved on to the next round. Yeah. So uh, Sneak Attack Kid beat us, and we chose we chose Dan next because we knew Dan was playing Trinket Control, and Dan beat Sneak Attack Kid. Um, so then that moved on. So Dan moved on to the next round, and then their team chose the next person, which was Splashing Black. Then Splash yeah. Black beat Dan, so <laughs> then I was down to the I was down to the last person on my team, and I played, and I beat Splashing Black. I was playing Delver. He was playing uh, Watch Rights, and then it went down to me against Avery, and Avery was playing Boros Kitty, and he beat me in the third game. So it was really intense. There were very yeah. very good games against Avery. That's cool. It's always fun playing against Avery. I haven't played against him forever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's okay. Yeah, what is that? I talked to Jay Belts, uh, Belts, Sneak Attack Kid, and he said uh, he's really he's really starting to get into the uh, Magic community and actually having a, or the Popper community and having a lot of fun with everyone. So yeah, and um, me and him are putting together a, a team for the league. So that's cool. Looking for applicants. Well, he's I already agreed to, to build my team. I, I should probably uh, you know for the this league goes somewhere. I'll uh, talk to Belts and maybe we can get him on the show as a guest, uh, a guest spot here soon. He's a pretty cool right. guy. 
So now that I've talked about me. <laughs> what do you about you, Shane? Not much. Nothing. Magic. Yeah, I'm just pissing everyone off playing EDH because I got my EDH <laughs> deck to work. Yeah, he he, uh, he got off. Uh, he, he played a Demir deck and he got Circu Lobotomist in play. That whenever you play a spell, you have to uh, exile the top of somebody's library. He pulled off uh, Ghostly Flicker, Mnemonic Wall, and uh, Cloud of Fairies and proceeded to exile everybody's library in one turn. Nice. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, what, besides that, uh, what, what else did we do? Uh, oh, yeah, Walking Dead's back, so pretty much every Sunday for me is busy now. Uh, oh, crap, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was amazing. You're going to love it. We uh, had a premiere party at the hotel because there's a big 72-inch plasma in one of the rooms. So we watched it there and watched the same episode four times. Mainly because we just didn't change the channel, so they, they replayed the episode a bunch of times. But oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll replay it a million times too. Oh, so I'll oh yeah, that. we uh, what else did we? Uh, we played some EDH. I played oh. some EDH. Uh, I am working a brand new key. Um, it's going to be a modern peasant cube. My good friend Jerry Christensen, I will have the remainder of the cards tomorrow because he pulled all of them in his collection. Uh, so I just got to go to Patty's and buy them. Uh, so it's, I'll, I'll reveal the cube after I have it thought out because uh, it's it's kind of uh, what I found on the cube tutor. There's a lot of cards I don't agree with, but I don't want to go doctoring that cube up until I've had a chance to play it and see what it's actually doing and what needs to be fixed in it. You're not going to find that out until you actually play it a few times on what it's lacking and what it needs or what it has too much of. So I'm just kind of going off of the the, the, the backbone of what I, what's in it right now. And uh, other than that, uh, the, the cube, to, other than that, uh, we obviously, I taught, uh, we have some friends, I have a birthday celebration for myself coming up this weekend. We're going to draft the popper cube. And uh, it basically, um, they 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 haven't really drafted my cube that much. So using the cube tutor, I kind of showed them how to draft and what to look for. And we did. I went through that. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Peter, we've been up to. Been busy with uh, helping my cousin to get stuff ready for his wedding. So that happened this last week, and so that's why I've been gone. But congratulations to him and his wife, and hopefully life goes well for them. Okay, congrats. Uh, the other list, Force Spike. Uh, it's a Demir Control deck that's pretty much trying to do what uh, or what Chris is trying to do with this month's Brew of the Month. Yep. And uh, Shane, we wanted to point something out on this list. Which one? What, what are you going to point out on this list that you could utilize? The Cloud of Fairies? Which rule? You I'm could sorry, infinite... The Force the four Spike list. Yeah, the Force Spike list. You could... Uh, Infinite out with Cloud of Fairies with this list? Yeah, you just need a Aqueduct or one of those lands, and you just yeah, you get either two of those, you get either one or two of those lands, and you can go infinite and just mill out your opponent or kill him with the Gray Merchant. Yeah, that's what this guy's doing. Um, you need you would need two aqueducts. Yeah, and that madness, you can spend the rest of it just flashing the monotic wall on the uh, gray merchant because if you just got the one, yep. you're netting the, the three back, so you can reflash yeah. the uh, various end. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, and then our other list, the Chaka's list. Uh, I've just been seeing this in the practice room. 
someone or this jockey, he's and I've seen this. Uh, Perilous research is being used in Affinity now, and it's actually really good because they're actually allowing the Affinity deck to go a lot deeper in their library and do a lot more nasty things. And along, he's not running them, but with running them in here, but with Disciple of the Vault, it makes Perilous Research actually not bad at all because I've because they're they're even to the point where they could Perilous Research and sack a Chromatic Star and end up drawing three cards off of two mana and do damage. So it's pretty in- yeah, no, um, it's pretty interesting. Perilous. Perilous Research is mostly trying to use be used with uh, Ikra Wellspring. Yeah. Because, you know, the Wellspring draws you a card when, you enter, when it enters and when it yeah. leaves, when, when it put, it's put in the graveyard. So that means Ikra Wellspring, Perilous Research, knows you. Yeah, and I've seen, I, but I've seen him do it in a pinch with a Chromatic Star, too. So. Yeah, yeah, you can do it with this Chromatic yeah. Star as well. Or you can even do it with Excess Lands if you don't need lands. Yeah. Or, you know, if you have, like, getting flooded out mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I don't know if you guys have actually played against like a really good pilot with this deck, but this deck is scary. It's can't say that I have. <laughs> it's it's a pain. Uh, I, the guy I, that I played, the, I can't remember who he was, but he he played this list, and let me tell you, it is pretty scary. It's hard to it's hard to face down. <laughs> yeah, I played this because uh, they just one draw the so many cards. <laughs> They're going so one of the two, deep into the library. Yeah, one of the two dailies that I played, it showed there's a. Uh, I play against this deck in round two of my with mono black control, which you think mono black control with all the uh, good like spot removal should be really good, but he just crushes me in two games. <laughs> well, all those perilous <laughs> resources basically become counter spells to remove. Like, okay, you still get my guy dead, but I still get to draw my cards off of it now. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, that wasn't even what happened. What basically was he dug through his library so fast that he could just assemble the Atog fling, and there was nothing I could do about it. He just played Atog and then sacked. Ten artifacts and flung it at me the same turn. Jeez, so, a lot of fucking artifacts. He, he saw, the one, uh, the one game he, I think he dug through thirty cards in his oh library, or, like by turn six, Jesus. by turn six or something. And then the other game he was down to like thirty six cards in his library, and it, like it wasn't even a, a thing. He was just like perilous research, and then thoughtcast, and other perilous research, and then. Uh, Spring with John Frogmite or Perilous Research. It's like, jeez. Oh Except combo is dead in classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also an interesting point is uh, Jaka, who was the winningest player with Fissure, has moved over to the Affinity. <laughs> moved over to this version of Affinity. Hey guys, Storm's dead, but I found combo Affinity. It works just like this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no big deal or anything. So that's a pretty cool list. But yeah, that is just stuff I, I I happened to come across and noticed and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, topic number two, we have uh, Shane. We'll let Shane take this. It's his uh, deck he's been working on. You mentioned you mentioned it last week. Uh, go for it, Shane. The deck I built was uh, Affinity Control. I utilize the Affinity mechanic to allow me to leave up all my lands so I can either counter whatever they play or burn them at the end of their turn and still be able to beat them down with Murren Forcers and and Frogmites. And I'm probably going to get rid of this Razor Field Rhino. I do not know <laughs> if I have it. <laughs> yeah, I'd just play like a Somber Hover Guard or something in that spot. Yeah, there's a few things that probably add in that spot. But... By the way, you're making it describe it. It sounds a lot like the... Uh... 
mono blue affinity list, which I haven't seen in forever. Which is where they did half artifacts, half land, so you'd have like all of your affinity creatures with like Mer Enforcer, Somber Hover Guard, Frogmites, and then you had enough islands that you could use Saw uh, as well. So it's just this arm. It wasn't the fastest deck, but it had the controls, and so it just lets you out all of these huge fatties eventually, and just go, <laughs> and we're gonna kill you. So uh, I'm interested to see where this deck goes. I, I I hope you continue working on it. I'd like to report on it after you got something. You make a breakthrough with it because it, it looks like a lot of fun, and it happens to be utilizing. Two of, by far, one of my favorite artifacts in Popper, Pirate Spellbomb and Aether Spellbomb. I just really like both cards. I think they have multiple uses besides uh, being able to deal the damage, but if you need to, being able to draw a card. So, just kind of like those cards. I actually really like the deck because, like, I can just, talking about Spellbombs and that, I can just go, like, turn two, drop one Ethereum Sculptor, and like two pyrites spell bombs, then I can drop a frog light for free and then go right into Mer Enforcer. Remember that turn two. Oh yeah, and then turn three. By the way, I got like three galvanic glass in my hand. Hope you don't mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really fun when it works because it can be just that nasty. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got on it. It's really fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My current list is basically what I have. On hand? Just yeah, not the wish list? <laughs> what my, uh, I was going to say, I really don't have a uh, Heroes of the Web this week just because I'm not good at finding them. So, oh, snap. yeah, I'm not really... Snap, here's what. The... Hold Go on, for it. Something. If you have something, bring it oh, up. Something to save it. the day. Thank God. Oh, it's 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 a personal heroes. The Go web. for it. Yeah, it's still heroes. <laughs> it's the web. not really heroes. The web. It's more it's more like heroes of MTGO. All right, heroes MTGO. It is. Um, I gotta I gotta wait for Twitter to load because that's where I put my put the picture. Um, dum. We got a few of them actually. It's pretty sweet. Is it more pictures for the so, uh, Rage Quit Gallery? Yeah, sweet. yeah, the, ra- the Rage Quit Gallery. Yeah. Um, how do I link this? Don't you have Twitter on your computer? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I have Twitter on my computer. I'm trying to figure out. I clicked on the photo, but it didn't. It doesn't give me a link. It just pulls up the photo. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll get to it. All right, I'll go over the next part while you're getting to it. Um, basically, we don't have a lot of feedback lately. I think people are just listening to the show. Uh, but uh, I noted last week and told everyone to try, you know, Cube Tutor, the new program we're using on the Cube. You know, get a chance that they have a chance to go draft it, try the Cube out, and uh, it's been getting a lot of traffic. There's been lots of people checking it out. So that's pretty cool. I've got how many people? I've got uh, I've I've done a little bit of it, but we got a guy named Grisha um, MGS Squirrel, which I know who that is. That's my buddy Spencer Shill. And uh, I had a few of my friends, which are under my user, but they tried it out. And uh, some of the decks people have been draft practice drafting on there are pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so it's there. I recommend anyone if they have some spare time just. Jump on the cube tutor and uh, try it out. Um, if you have any uh, things about the cube uh, that uh, you might not say, hey, this should be a change, uh, feel free to uh, anal- 
say something in the forum. So they got a running forum for it and everything. So other than Peter's obvious, he wants his his uh, creature back. Because it was a stupid removal. Well, there's nothing <laughs> else to there. What are oh, I call it bullshit. <laughs> okay, first of all, Peter, I tried saving your stupid Nash and Corsair. I did. I was voted down. So don't even be getting mad at me. I'm mad at everyone who's part of that decision process. Because I tried protecting your your card. It didn't it work. It goes to show how much they know about a vanilla 3-3 and how much it does not cube. <laughs> I don't care. Because everyone passes me that damn card, and they get pissed when I punch their shit in with it. <laughs> so, but yeah. So like I said, I was not... I, I, like I said, I tried defending your, your card. It didn't work. So. I want to know what their arguments were against it. Oh, it's a vanilla 3-3. Like, that's, like, the only argument I can think of, like, why they took it out. <laughs> oh, wow, this guy used that for everything. Yeah. Wow. All right, so, yeah. Heroes of MCGO. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. So this guy, this is the M14 premiere event. And um, this is round six of the premiere event, so this is deciding top 16. And uh, I gotta remember, I'm trying to remember what happened here. Clicking on this link. Open, my computer runs really slow and I record. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so he had like a messenger drink on the board and nothing else is in his hand. Uh, and then I, I was holding on to a Chandra's Outrage the entire game, right? It was just, it was in my hand the entire game. I was waiting for the most opportune time to use it. And it turns out the most opportune time to use it was when I was attacking him with a 7 7 and it would kill him next turn. So I did, and that's when he replied with whatever Luxac f <laughs> off. You have to oh, well. So I replied, uh, "Smile, you're on video," and I did, and I tweeted it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, one sword, one hammer. This is your shout out. Kudos to you. I'm getting way too angry over a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was top 16, but basically he did that over three packs of uh, M cards because that's that's all that decided was it, I made top 16, but I placed 10th in that premier event. Um, so. The other one was on Saturday morning, I'm sure. Uh, if any guys were playing on Saturday morning, you might remember this debacle, but uh, a lot of the events froze, all, all the, the scheduled events that were running. So the next one that I shared here was uh, people talking to the uh, orcs in the in the scheduled event chat, and here you have a comment from Jay Sirius. Says, uh, I feel like uh, Watsy doesn't even have a real data center or servers, just like a laptop in a broom closet. And uh, Orc Icker replies, J Series like three laptops. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, CK's replied, his three alien la- alienware laptop guys, so it's all fine. <laughs> Another guy replied, three laptops and one of them is on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, X Men Max replies, J Series, you made my day. <laughs> nice. So yeah, if anybody was playing on Saturday morning, I know I was playing, and I woke, I was really pretty ticked off because I woke up at 5:30 to play the Pauper Daily event at 5:30 on Saturday morning, and it froze after round two, <laughs> and there was like I don't know, there was like 86 people or something wow. in too. So, and yeah, we got we all got reimbursed for it, but it wasted two hours of our time, and yeah, uh, 
you know, a lot of people were 2-0, which are pretty likely to place, and, <laughs> you know, so, it was, yeah, it was really frustrating to have that happen, and a lot of people were playing, were playing, like, four-round events, and they had finished their uh, their round at 4-0, right, final round at 4-0, yeah. but the event bops. So they get nothing. So, <laughs> so they got reimbursed their entry of six tickets to the event. Wow. So, yeah, it was really frustrating, and this happens... From what I mean, it happens pretty often, at least once a month, if not more. Jeez. And every time people rage, and you know, this time I got caught up in it, so I, I saw all the raging, and there was a lot more that happened in that chat too that people were complaining about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, the guys who finished those events at four zero, and they didn't put just entry fees any anymore. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's always nice to see yeah. people get mad online. See, the weird thing with that is, like, when people get mad online, I just kind of laugh at situations like that because it's like it's like my my visualization of somebody like raging on the other end of the on the other end of the computer is literally them just like throwing crap and like stomping about and just <laughs> 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 probably yelling at the yeah, top of their lungs. And mom come mom or mom or dad mom or dad comes in the room and tells them to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're right, Junior. That was shit. He top deck like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you leave that troll right there. <laughs> There's gonna be lots of extras in this show that we can put at the end. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but anything else that anyone wants to say before we shut this shop down for the night? I think we covered everything. Covered everything twice. Uh, twice. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, like I said, you can, where can they reach you, Chris? Um, at CWeaver8518 on Twitter and on MTGO, I'm CWeaver. Okay. Peter, where can they reach you? On, uh, good old MTGO, I'm Midnight03. I still don't have Twitter and I refuse to get some. Not until he's a millionaire anyway, right? Something like that. (laughs) Uh, where can they reach you, Shane? If you can find me on Magic Online... In at Lazy Old Jazzy, be willing to give you a call rush if you can actually find me. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you can always find me on uh, MTGO and on UConn. Uh, Twitter, it's uh, at Nathan Yunkin. Uh, the Popper to the People email. Uh, I might not respond, but I've had a few people uh, actually, because I keep my Skype on all the time, live, say hi or whatever, so... I've chat chatted with Houston a few times talking about cube stuff because he he has the same cube because he copied my copied ours. Um, but yeah, so it's all there. But uh, until next week, uh, I'm Nate. I'm Peter. And Chris. And I'm Chris. And I'm Shane. This is Popper to the People. Have a good a good night slash day, everybody. Take it easy. Take it easy.